You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Welcome to Lindell Station. Hey everybody, I'm Alan, one half of our family ministry team here at First Baptist Church Lindell. And the other half is myself, Ashton, and uh, man, reindeer. Uh, I guess that's uh, that's what's on the, the subject line, that's the topic for today. The menu, if you will. The, <laughs> if we're eating reindeer, we are in for a treat, I believe. Um, so as we're planning this podcast and figuring it out, uh, we knew that the holiday season was coming up, and uh, we we could take advantage of some of uh, the traditions and the aspects of uh, Christmas. And so Alan said, "Let's talk about reindeer." Uh, I think in his actual words, as a almost like a Jerry Seinfeld impression of uh, reindeer. What's going on? Yeah. What's the deal? So uh, today we're we're breaking down what's the deal about reindeer. So uh, and maybe even to prove ourselves a little bit to say, hey, we can make something spiritual about anything. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, the the gospel is present in all things, and you will see that uh, just shortly from here. So um, at the beginning of this, our our view- viewers, our listeners, our our ear viewers, as we can refer to them now as, I guess. Um, they they heard the lifelong song of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and they all had names. Um, of those reindeer, which one is your favorite? Well, I was going to cop out, and I was going to say it's probably the one from um, Santa Claus 3. <laughs> <laughs> the like teenage reindeer that was in training that was like duh, 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 duh. that's just the noise he made all the time i can't remember his name but it probably has to be rudolph because i mean i was a big claymation fan as a kid i loved all the claymation christmas movies and you know what everybody else they were some jerks to rudolph it's hard for me to like them now like dasher prancer i ain't got nothing for y'all y'all were mean to my boy rudolph and so it's hard for me to root for you. So I think I'm going to choose Rudolph. Now, see, I I do love the claymation. I also enjoy the Santa Claus Three Reindeer, as you. But there's something about hearing Tim Allen go, Comet? Question mark and uh, the relationship he developed with Comet and the Santa Claus series itself, like both in one and two. Um, so if you, you're taking Rudolph, I'm taking Comet. We can uh, send him off to the reindeer games. That's a pretty. It's a pretty good name too. Comet's pretty. It's probably the coolest of the reindeer names. Now you did mention the the claymation, and I've got a little beef with that. Uh, so in preparation for this, I was kind of like looking into some reindeer facts and stuff, and uh, found out that all reindeer grow antlers. Hmm. And that the male reindeer, so if we follow the that movie, the, the classic here, the gym coach, so to say, uh, if I remember right, it was Blitzen, uh, portrayed the role of a male coach. Well, in reindeer uh, 
biology, I guess is the best way to, to look at this. The male reindeer actually shed their antlers, like, late fall, early winter, and grow them back, and the female reindeer keep them. Hmm. So, like, he clearly had antlers in that movie. So, I don't know what's going on with the claymation. Maybe they didn't fact check themselves, but uh, let's not cancel culture Rudolph this year, guys. Yeah. And also, they're magic, too. So, <laughs> we have to factor that into the, to the facts. They're magic reindeer. Now, have you ever seen a reindeer in real life? Yes. Where have you seen a reindeer? They had one when I went to New York during the wintertime. They have one like at this like petting area or at least something that they claimed was a reindeer. And it was like wearing a collar. Like it was tame. I've never seen one in the wild. I know that there's like caribou and things like that. And um, I believe in I believe in Canada they have caribou and reindeer. But I know that maybe it's in New Zealand or I'm making that up. They also have like some sort of like reindeer esque or reindeer type um, deer. So, um, in that same research that I've done, um, reindeer and caribou are like interchangeable for their names. That you typically find reindeer in Europe and caribou in North America hmm. because caribou are considered the like wild term where like reindeer is when they've been like brought into they've been like domesticated Mm -hmm. so i guess you know i don't know who owns the north pole i don't know if that's like canada i don't know that's russia whoever runs the north pole outside of santa claus himself i mean he's domesticated them so Hmm. he's taken wild caribou and turned them into domestic reindeer um but the, I mean, dogs and cats have been domesticated pets, and reindeer have been apparently, from what has been seen, over 2,000 years worth of domestication. So, hmm. Does that make sense why they would be used to pull a sleigh? So, thinking of reindeer, we've, we've talked about our favorites. Uh, we've kind of given you a little breakdown of that. Um, it's Santa's Christmas Eve night. And one of his reindeer gets sick, and he comes to you, Alan, and says, Hey, hypothetically speaking, you now own a reindeer farm. Okay? I thought you were about to say that I'm Rudolph. No, you're not Rudolph. <laughs> um, you you own a reindeer farm. You've got a, a whole plethora of reindeer. And Santa says, Hey, I need a replacement. Give me your best reindeer. Okay? What is the name of that reindeer? Hmm. Huh. Probably Shane. Shout out to my boy Shane in Monroe, Louisiana, if he's listening. But it's not because of you, Shane. It's because of Shane Falco. So I might even should name him Falco, the quarterback from the movie The Replacements (laughs) of the Washington Generals or Nationals. I can't remember. One of those is an XFL team, and one of them was the mascot on the fictional movie The Replacements. But that seems about right. You bring in your uh, your replacement guy to come in and save the day. So I'm going to go with Falco. Nice. Yeah. The uh, pain heals. Yeah. Chicks I've... dig scars, but glory lasts forever. <laughs> I feel like we're we're getting into like a weird pop culture event here with <laughs> reindeer and movie references. Um. 
I'm thinking, like, man, if I owned a reindeer farm in Georgia, um, I would have a very tough time keeping uh, some hunters off of mm-hmm. my property. So then I could, like, ironically name a reindeer hunter. But, you know, mm. like, that that's not original. But we could go with, like, the great hunter and, like, name one Orion. No. So I'm thinking my, my reindeer name would be Orion. Would he wear a belt? Instead of a collar. Yeah, Orion's belt. I, I'm, I don't know. Blitzen. <laughs> Blitzen's got a collar. Orion's got a belt. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we'll do that. So everyone knows that the most famous reindeer of all is the one with the, the flashlight facial edition. The, the one that was never invited to play Monopoly. The, the one that will be infamous and go down in history like George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. And that is the favorited reindeer of the best reindeer song that happens at Christmas. And also the tight end from the Minnesota Vikings, Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Kyle Rudolph. Who's Mason Rudolph oh, was, was the, the quarterback. Yeah, yeah that was the, the quarterback who's got probably a – no, Mason Rudolph played at um, Oklahoma State. And That's then he's right. at Pittsburgh, and he's got, like, the lifelong headache now from yes. Mr. Miles Garrett. Um, yes, so Rudolph. So I just I just made a second-string, ineffective quarterback as famous as a reindeer. Yep. Bravo. As one should. So Rudolph is our breakdown. So we, we know the story. We know that Rudolph was born. He had a red nose, has a red nose. Which scientifically they've proven that uh, reindeer can actually have red nose noses, and as it gets cold and more blood flows to their nose, that's what gives them uh, their noses almost are translucent, and so when the blood flows to it, it causes their nose to be more red. So that's where the the story kind of came from. It wasn't just you know thought up of as a, a joke. There was some science behind it, but uh, Rudolph faced. His own trials and tribulation of uh, fitting into society and all that. But my challenge for you, Alan, mm-hmm. all right, I'll give you like 30 seconds to, to think this one through. If I say Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and I say make it work with the gospel, you get 30 seconds to come up with an idea, undermark, get set, Go. Hmm. Well, I don't need 30 seconds because I'm a boss. I'm just kidding. Uh, I probably couldn't come up with this. Actually, I did come up with this in 30 seconds. Did. <laughs> Yesterday, I came up with it in 30 seconds when we were um, shooting the breeze about it. Um, so the first thing that I think of is that there's a um, story or a parable that Jesus uses that I think um, almost one of the verses almost sounds like he's like, telling the story of Rudolph 2,000 years ago. And it comes from Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8, verse 16 says, No one, after lighting a lamp, covers it with a basket or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a lampstand so that those who come in may see its light. Now, the story of Rudolph, and I constantly go back, not to the song, but to the claymation, um, he was just ashamed. He was ashamed of that thing that made him different. He was ashamed of what made him different, and he wanted to be just like everyone else. And as he goes through everything, by the time he finally embraces what it was uh, that made him different, which for him was a literal light on his nose, um, he 
not only like reaches his full potential um, from like a personality standpoint or all those, but also like he just becomes what he was meant to become, becomes what he was made to be. Um, and now he's, you know, God and Santa slay every year. And you can't convince me that he's not real. Um, so he reached his full potential when he embraced, when he did not, we no longer hid his, his light, when he didn't put that cap over his nose and make his voice sound really nasally um, like he did on the movie. And we're all guilty of sort of doing the same thing sometimes. Now, Jesus is not talking about... Um, you know, when he says lighting a lamp, no, he's not talking about people with glowing noses. Um, but this light, this light that we have as believers um, is the gospel, is what Jesus has done in our life. It is the light of life as we see in John. Um, and we can be guilty sometimes of trying to suppress that, of trying to hide that, this thing that makes us who we are, this thing that makes us special because it, it makes us gods. It makes us um, his children. And we can be guilty sometimes of trying to suppress that in order to fit in or um, to not make ourselves or others uncomfortable or whatever the reason being. Um, we can be guilty sometimes of trying to cover this lamp with a basket or put it under a bed, um, like Jesus is saying. But if we will um, put it on a lampstand so that those who came in, come in may see its light, if we embrace this light, if we embrace the gospel, if we embrace what Jesus has done in our life, then we, just like Rudolph, become who we are meant to become, become who God has made us to be. We become his workmanship, created for good works. Um, and so I know that that's kind of can seem like a stretch to a degree. Um, but I think if you're hearing this, you're hearing this at the beginning of December, probably. Or you could be hearing this, you know, April of 2022. I don't know when you might have found this podcast, um, but you're probably listening to this in December of 2020. And you're probably going to have opportunities to talk about Rudolph. You're probably going to have opportunities to share the story either with a child or with friends or at work or wherever it is. Um, and there's this verse, Luke 8, 16, that you can just remember. You can pocket that. Um, and it might be a good opportunity for you to kind of in a fun way or a corny way, whatever it might be, but to segue conversation away from um, a fictional reindeer um, towards something serious. It might be uh, an opportunity to um, take this story and what we see, the story of Rudolph, of someone embracing what makes them different and see that in the same way we have been called to um, shine our light, what makes us different in this world, which is what Jesus has done in our lives, um, and to live that out, to share the gospel, to share what makes us different and become who we are made to be. That's uh, an absolutely amazing message there, Alan. Uh, couldn't say it better myself. 100% agree. Man, just knowing the slightest little stories that come from holidays and from things around us can all always point back to God's word. Um, man, I am, that, that is when I go to talk with our kids this year and we were there, they know the song of Rudolph, but being able to point them back to Christ using that verse from Luke chapter eight is just going to be an extra drop in the bucket. Um, I hope you've enjoyed listening to today's episode of Lindale Station. Join us again next week. Uh, I think, if I remember right, looking at our schedule, 
Um, we're diving into a story about uh, three ghosts and a guy that has lots of money. So um, check us out. Let's show about the three wise men for a minute. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> well, they, they are ghosts now, and they had lots of money when King Herod paid them. Maybe it might be. Maybe they're ghosts. Maybe they're ghosts. I'm assuming they are. <laughs> Uh, but no, check us out next week as we uh, dive into the Christmas story. And uh, this guy named Scrooge. Ebenezer. And then be on the lookout because in two weeks, guys, we have some special guests coming to the podcast. It is our wonderful and lovely staff members here at the church, Dan and Eric. Um, we are going to be it's doing... It's up to you to decide who's wonderful and who's lovely. Yeah. We will be doing a Christmas movie draft. Um, we have challenged these individuals with coming up with their list of all-time Christmas movies. They've been given the categories and the stipulations, and we're going to be asking you as the listeners to help us figure out who had the best list, but it'll come out anonymously, so be on the lookout in about two weeks. Um, to help us and the podcast out and uh, figuring out which staff member has got the best taste in Christmas movies. But until then, guys, Lindell Station, out. Peace.